The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Well, hello there, Dope Village. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. I'm Julia Gulia. This is Lenny O. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. So our guest today is tennis icon, Venus Williams. I think Venus is what you can call a living legend. Indeed. In her 26 years as a professional tennis player, and she's still going, mind you, 26 years of playing professionally, crazy, Venus has won 49 singles titles, 7 Grand Slams, 16 Grand Slam doubles titles, and 4 Olympic gold medals. But we're not stopping there because she's equally impressive off the court as she's fought for equal pay and is a big-time entrepreneur, as we will talk about. What you may not know, Venus loves karaoke. Watch out. Some lovin' had me a blast. Nice. And we had a blast with this episode. So get comfortable listening. It's Venus Williams. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Where are my glasses on my bloody Hi. head? Hi, Venus. Good to see you. It's been, are... I haven't seen you since Paris, the Women's World Cup, right? I know. It, it really feels like a lifetime ago. Oh, God. Lynn, we did this event together in the Eiffel Tower, like not around the Eiffel Tower, 
in the damn Eiffel Tower. It was insane. I did not get an invitation, but I did see it on Instagram. Next time. <laughs> Thank you, Venus. I appreciate that. Um, we always start the podcast, Venus, with our guests setting the scene, where they are, what they're doing, what drinks they're pounding. So, Venus, can you set the scene, my dear? What? Where am I? What I'm doing? I'm in Jupiter, Florida. I've just finished a day of training. Uh, I'm trying to get quads because you can't buy them on Amazon, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking water and green juice. And my tiny dog is right under me wondering what his dinner is. Aww. Eyes are just so big. They're like, oh, poor Jerry. I'm like, when's my dinner? You know, yeah. when are you making me a five course meal? What's his name again? Harry? Harold. Yeah. Harry, Harold. Harold. Harold when he's in trouble. Harold. Do you go into that voice? Harold. Yes. These days I'm just begging him just to listen to me a tad. He's tuned me out. <laughs> totally tuned me out. I know that well. I know that too well. Uh, and you're you're a little bit sore, you were saying earlier. I'm sorry. Um, I was saying I don't miss you those know, days. No, I never get, my, my feet are sore. And I think oh, it's really? just a little stiff. I think I need to stretch more. So, um, Like yeah. the bottom of your feet or your feet feet? Just feet, feet. Well, I, I also twisted my ankle in January. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, that foot's just still sore. It's going to probably be a while. Oh, I know. Those ankles take a while, don't they? I, I've really never twisted my ankle. So oh, this really? is all new for me. Yeah, That's I've done impressive. everything else, I feel like. but just Really? Not You've never twisted your ankle? How is that possible? I, I mean, I did it like a long time ago once. This is the worst one I've done ever. So. Oh, I know. They're sore. Yeah. Oh, gosh, they can hurt but, forever. On two feet, thank God. That's right. Even if you have to drag one of them, it doesn't matter. You're still on two yeah. feet. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Uh, uh. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with something that alongside my girl, Billie Jean King, you yes. two have been giants in. And you know where I'm going with this one in equal pay. Um, and as I was reading up on it again, Wimbledon was the last of the four slams in 2007, which I had forgotten that they were the last to go to equal pay. And in large mm -hmm. part, because you, my friend, showed them the light. How did you get them to change their minds? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was 2007, right? And Billie Jean King is one of our favorites, you know, collectively the world's favorites. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it was just me. It was it was a whole tour. All of us were aiming for equal prize money. And uh, this is a common issue amongst women, not only in tennis, but in life in general to, to have that chance for equality. So it was very exciting to get there. It took a couple of years of work after pretty much being denied for almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. That's a long time for someone to say, no, you're not equal. And, you know, women have been dealing with this for thousands of years. And finally, in tennis, enough was enough. Yeah. Well, you wrote an op-ed, right, as well, for the Times of London and said, hey, yo, listen up. Did What was the catalyst to that? Was there a moment where you just were like, uh-uh, no more? Yeah. At the time, our leadership, one of the goals of the organization was equal prize money. And... Uh, it just ended up during that time that I spoke the loudest and possibly <laughs> the most passionate. I, I hate inequality. I hate unfairness. Yeah. Uh, so 
I think that's kind of what happened is how I kind of got pushed out in front. I guess I was just talking, you know, jabbering and yelling, yawing, or what do you ever call it? Jawing. That's what you, jawing. I just jawing, jawing, jawing. And, and uh, there we were. And um, after that, it just became a, a real strategy and having an opportunity to do that article really felt like a turning point really for, yeah. for the whole world. Yeah. And nice timing who wins Wimbledon that year you're like thank you very much let's go equal you won yeah it. yeah the it had just been announced I think a couple months before that maybe in May or April or something like that and the stars were aligned I guess <laughs> when when was the first time you ever met Billie Jean what do you remember about that uh, when I first met Billie Jean, I was somewhere between six and eight years old or eight oh, wow, maybe. Gosh. And she was doing a, a clinic for world team tennis. And since that time, I've done a ton of clinics for world team tennis. <laughs> and I was so excited. I went out there. I did. I was, I thought I was really doing it. I just wanted to show her how great I was. <laughs> now, I don't know if she remembers me or not, but I, it was so exciting. I wanted to show her how fast I was and how big I could hit and all these things that I, I probably wasn't doing much, but <laughs> I felt like it. And that was, that was really cool to like, see her. She fed the balls to all, you know, whoever was in the clinic. I, I just remember me being there. I'm sure Serena was there too. And um, she's done quite well for herself. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of her before, I think. Once or Serena. twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I, and I, I think I've asked you this before as well but I can't remember your answer because I can't remember shit, Venus, which is pretty <laughs> typical about me right now. Um, I blame it on COVID and the kids, but uh, is, does, does Billy, does Billy speak to you in the voice that, you know, she spoke to us in of like, hey, you're the players, you have the power, let's go. Does she do that to you? Or is that just a voice she uses for me? Oh yeah, I played a uh, Fed Cup uh, with her, which is like Davis Cup. Uh, or whatever you want to call it. What's the, what's the thing in golf? Uh, uh, Solheim Cup. Yes, those things. Mm -hmm. And um, Ryder Cup, yep. Yeah, Ryder Cup. We would just be playing and hitting the ball, drilling. And next thing you know, in the back corner, you're like, she goes, I love this game. We're like, no, Billy. <laughs> she like loves tennis. And yeah, so I've definitely gotten that voice and she's awesome. <laughs> there seem to be some parallels between you and Billy. <laughs> She passed the baton to you when it came to the equal pay battle. And obviously you love tennis. I love tennis. I'm still doing it, huh? Um, <laughs> I was just saying, girl, to you, you guys, before we started recording, I have nothing better to do. So here I am. Yeah, you, you've got nothing else. Logging along. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that. <laughs> was it kind of an honor in a way that Billy passed the baton to you, if you will, or you took up that fight that she had been fighting for so long? To be honest, I had no plans to take up a baton. I was trying to win Wimbledon. Mm. And I think that's the same thing that happened to her. She wanted to play. Mm. She's excited to play. And the men were blocking the women at that time and, you know, giving them less and not wanting them to play. And so she, out of necessity, had to do something. It wasn't that she had planned it. And I think that's where you find yourself in life sometimes. You got to do something. And there you are. Hmm. When it comes to equal pay, obviously this is an issue in other women's sports. Mm -hmm. From soccer to basketball to hockey, whether it is the fight for equal pay or right. things like improved 
exposure or benefits. Is it inspiring for you to see these women also waging these battles or is it frustrating that it does take so much fight? Yeah, it is very inspiring. And Julie, you and I were at Women's World Cup two years ago and the excitement Mm -hmm. around it, the whole world was just jumping up and down on it about that. And so was I, I was so excited. And we see that, you know, women's soccer is really leading the way now for other sports and other sports need these role models and they need folks like Billie Jean King to pump them up and let them know what those next steps are. So I, as long as I live, I don't think the fight will be over for equality for women. And also yeah. of course, for all kinds of people. And I'm very passionate about it. Of course, there's moments where you're just like, can we just do the right thing? Right. You know, and you're just like, okay. And you have that moment and you take deep breath and you just fire back up again, you know? <laughs> that was me when I saw the NCAA stuff. I was like, no, I still God. I, I had to look three times. I'm like, is this real? Like, right. is this at first in the beginning, you're like, I, I, is, this can't be real, right? This has yeah. to be a meme of some sort. This is like, it's an April yeah. Fool's, you know, something's wrong. The, beyond just the the fight for equal pay, you are also running about 500 businesses, it feels <laughs> like. I mean, yes. let, I mean, let's go through them, shall we? Apparel company, sunscreen, plant-based drinks, uh, skincare, lip balm. You have an interior design business, Venus. V-Star, you ha- you're part owner of the Miami Dolphins. Why are you not part owner of Angel City, by the way? Let's get on that because your sister's there. Let's go. I know. Come I gotta on. work. We gotta get figure that out, right? I mean, what am I missing beyond the Angel City that you're gonna become? What am I missing? I think that's enough. Um, <laughs> my my plate is very full. But I know. Yeah, everything's centered around wellness and design. I I love both. Really passionate cool. about both. Yeah. Where does this entrepreneurial spirit come from? Definitely from dad. Dad was, yeah, he was, he pushed it nonstop. And Mm. he kind of has this different kind of mindset. He just always said, work for yourself, start your own business, get your education. So it was just pounded into my head. And then here I am. And that's what I did. I I thought I had to do that for my parents, but also it's my love as well. And, you know, I've had a chance to surround myself with great people that I get to learn from. And we have a lot of fun together. You have to have a great team, no matter what team yeah, I'm right. on, whether it's tennis or the business or, you know, my managing my tennis business, you got to have a great team. So yeah. I'm really happy with those folks. So shout out to all my teams. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Your huddles. Some would call that a huddle. Yeah. I was just going to say that we just the interviewed, <laughs> we just interviewed uh, Brooke Baldwin, who was a longtime CNN and anchor, and she came out with a book recently called Huddle, just about that, that you need a team. And in particular, she focuses on female huddles. So it's really, it sounds like you've got your huddle when it comes to your business and tennis and everything really. Yeah, yeah, I'm really blessed with a great team, but also have a no-nonsense attitude because I'm working real hard. I'm afraid of hard work. So if you're not into that, then I heard you say in a podcast, okay? <laughs> if you if you're not with us, then you're out later. I'm yeah. Like, yes, that's right. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned when it comes to being an entrepreneur? Uh, for me, definitely the power of no, because oh. you don't want to hurt people's feelings and oh. you don't want to hurt them. Oh. But 
it actually helps them. And if they don't belong where you are, you help them get somewhere else where they can thrive. So I've learned how to say no fast. Oh and... God, can I just put that on a loop what you just said over, <laughs> and over again? I'm just going to listen to it. Yeah, with with not without having to go through issues beforehand though. So I learned the power of no, but the hard way. In my own life though, I, I say no, but in business, I don't know, it was weird. I just, I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and just trusting your intuition also, because I, I believe sometimes in the beginning, I thought, you know, I'm an athlete. I've, I brought people around and they should definitely know more than me. I'm not a know-it-all. I like to learn from other people. I'm very collaborative. And so sometimes I thought they knew more than I did. And, and mm. in that sense, sometimes people are just not doing what they're supposed to do. So yeah, now, yeah, maybe I don't know everything, but I know how things are supposed to feel. I know how things are supposed to flow. And if it's, that's not happening, I get someone else who can help. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely the boss. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. Is there anyone in particular in the business world that you admire? Oh my gosh, Oprah. <laughs> can right. I just say Heck that? Yeah, um, yeah there's, oh gosh, she's so awesome. She's so amazing. And she's just brought so many great people up along with her and she yeah, builds yeah. people up. Uh, she's probably my favorite. Sally Krawcheck, she does um, yeah. Elvest. Yeah. And she's done, awesome. besides all the stuff she's done before that, Karen mm -hmm. Feinerman, mm -hmm. there's just so many great people. So many great people. I love Iman. Really? love her yeah she started uh makeup for for dark skin for dark dark skin tones and it wasn't that long ago where it was not easy to find makeup for your skin if you had darker skin so mm. you know i used her collection she's she's wonderful she broke so many barriers so there's there's so many role models so many women role models do do you think because I often thought of this with my soccer career. I, I did not have 500 businesses, but I had a lot of outside interests. And so I used to have people tell me all the time, if you spent more time focusing on soccer, you'd be a better soccer player. And I was like, yeah, but then I wouldn't be happy and I wouldn't play as long. I would not have played as long had I focused solely on soccer. And mm -hmm. I look at what you've been able to do. Do you think actually these outside interests have extended your tennis career and your longevity playing still? I, I've never really thought about it like that. I just, I do just like to pursue the things that I love. And especially while I'm playing a professional sport, it's a great time to launch your next career because yeah. you have an opportunity to do so. And there's a lot of advantages there. Uh, I think the only disadvantage is that people look at you and they're like, you're a tennis player. You can't be anything else. Mm -hmm. So yes, but am I complaining? No, not at all. <laughs> but, but you seem to have have understood this way earlier. Like now it's much more common for athletes to like look at the together, right? Which was Sue Bird, Chloe. Um, no, it wasn't Rapino. Who else was in there? Uh, Simone Alex Manuel. Morgan. Yeah, and Alex Chloe Morgan, Kim. right? They started a business. Mm -hmm. There's more and more athletes starting production companies, of course, we've seen on the men's side a lot. But mm -hmm. you seem to be way ahead of the game in that, Venus, in, in terms of, oh, yeah, we can do all of this. And I can do this while playing, which has always fascinated me because it's not easy at all. Yeah. Well, my, my parents encourage us to have a plan B because – yeah. To be honest, to make it in a professional sport, it's a perfect storm. Mm -hmm. There's there's just not enough space for everyone. And it's such mm -hmm. a specialty. And when you think about 
at least I know tennis, the top 100 people in the world, those are the best players, those are the ones playing the Grand Slams, right? And but how many other people want to be there? So I'm very fortunate that I got there, you know, blessed in terms of staying healthy and having the support, of course, the hard work, you know, no one can do that except yourself, but the other stuff, you just never know if it's going to work out. So in that sense, we were encouraged to know who we were off of the court because it can be very devastating. And when I stop, I know it's going to be devastating, even though I'm not probably not going to want to play anymore. It's still going to be devastating to my to my whole life and my whole history and probably to your ego who God knows what's going to happen. So <laughs> you got to have something, you know, right. because they're also, you, you spend your time lost and yeah, I'm not going so to true. go back on tour. I'm not going to wait on a rain delay. I'm not going to wait for some long match in. So yeah. I have to have something else to do other than coach, <laughs> you know? So it's so true. We see athletes all the time, right. Whose full identity is wrapped up in their sport. And then when it's gone, yeah. it's like, Ugh! What am I yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, your so, foresight's yeah. incredible. Slow clap for your parents. Yeah, they're awesome. They're really, they're, I don't know how they did it. It's hard to be a parent. It's the toughest job in the world. Yeah. I, um, but I will say that even as an athlete and I, I could do something else and be great, I'm still going to always be the tennis player. That's going to be my mentality for forever. It's like, you know what I mean? You're just yeah. always that person. You're an yeah. athlete, you're a performer, you push yourself. You're just, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, you do. I find myself <laughs> after I retired, I mean, years later, I'd be like, I got to make it under this minute mile. And I'd be running and then I'd be doing stadiums. And then one day I was like, what the hell am I doing? Oh my. I mean, this is years it took me to come to this. I was like, I am not competing for anything. Relax. Go walk. How about that? Walk. You don't have to run. Takes a while. (laughs) I'll tell you how my journey goes. I'll come back on and I'll be like, well, I'm sure by then you'll probably like, I don't know, have a TV show or something. I'll come on and I'll tell you everything. (laughs) You'll be sitting on our couch. Yes. Our show. Yes. You also shared your career with a tennis player that um, we were just talking about earlier. I think I've, I think some people have heard of her before, Serena. Uh, so how has that been and how special to experience your whole career alongside your sister? Not a lot of people can, can say that. Yeah, zero. And someone was <laughs> asking me this the other day. I don't know who it was. And they're like, I can't imagine any other way. I know people pretty much 100% of people are playing their sport, just them. But I just can't imagine not doing it with a sister. Like, doesn't everybody do that? You know, and I know it's (laughs) not normal. normal. Yeah, that's my normal. That's all I know. So it feels very normal. It's, Mm. and I know it's an exception. and, And we've been so fortunate and blessed to have each other. From afar, it's clear you have such a beautiful bond. How would you describe your bond with Serena? We have so much fun. We don't talk about tennis. We don't talk about work. Uh, someone was asking me the other day, don't you guys talk about these things? I was like, no, I don't really know her schedule. I, I don't know what sponsor she has. I'll be watching TV and suddenly I'll hear her voice and she has a commercial. I was like, oh, she did that? You know, I don't know. <laughs> that's not that's not stuff that like we dwell on, you know? So yeah, we just we just grew up that way. So that's how we started and that's how we are. And And that's just not me and her. It's our whole family. We're all like that. We just had the best time together. What is it like now having Olympia as part of the crew? She's fantastic. She's a better athlete, I think, probably than both of us. 
um, which is scary. It's scary. Um, Very tall. I think she's the size of a six-year-old. She's going to be four in September. I see her in soccer for sure. She's very dynamic. I was a quiet child. I didn't even start talking until I was 25. So she is (laughs) quite the opposite. She's extremely special. She is. I, I was not like that when I was younger. So she's, she's something else, something else. Oh, that's so fun. What keeps you loving it after 26 years? I love the challenge. And as you know, in a sport, you can never get good enough. You're always learning something, adding something. And that part's a lot of fun. And I think more than anything, just feeling like I have something to give. I think if, if I woke up and I said, I have nothing left to give, I don't want to be better, then you know you're at the end. And I don't feel like that. Like I wake up and I'm focused on how I'm getting better and I get my notebook and I'm like this is what I have to focus on after that last match and you know what I mean and all that stuff so I'm still in there and it's fun and I I think it's very addictive apparently <laughs> get addicted to sports y'all <laughs> 26 years Venus I know and you're still writing in your notebook I know I know I'm surprised I'm I haven't turned into like a raisin of sorts or prune <laughs> Some yeah, other wrinkly like fruit. Is glowing. Thank you. That's because it. she's got her sunscreen and Ceramon and her. Yes. What, what, what was the other one? I was listening to your Bobby Brown. Ah, too. Sun Serum. Like, oh, and sun we have serum. sunscreen you. and we have lip protection now. Yeah. And the Venus color, bright red. Yeah, I saw it. It's do you gorgeous. think I could pull that off? I, I well, really the thing is you can red. layer it. So you can do a lighter, you know, a little bit. And then if you want to go bold, yeah. you layer it and it goes boom. I just can't see myself in bright red lipstick, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to have to I get think you should. I will send it to you okay. so you can try it on air. Okay. All right. <laughs> get out of your comfort zone, Jules. You always preach I that. I know. Me in bright red lipstick. Marta, the Brazilian soccer player, as of late, in her latter stages of career, she rocks this like bright red lipstick on the field when she comes out. And I'm like, well, oh damn. You know, I thought about doing that. She's giving me the courage yeah. to do so. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should. She rocks it, in, you know, on the field. But I want to do Go black. On. I'm going to take credit for that, Venus. Did you come out? Oh, black. <laughs> nice. I'm going black. Very, yeah, very because gorgeous. whenever we play points, I always say, one zero, bad guys. And I'm the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is you coming so. out. Yeah, I don't want to be good on court. I want to kick butt, you know? I'm going to change that because I always say one zero good guys and I get a, and I get a point. I'm going to start saying one zero to the bad asses. <laughs> 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 I did after. that today huh. on court. I had a good serve and I was, I was actually training with this guy and he's uh, 6'11". So serve wow. is just out of this world. So serving next to him, my serve was getting better. And I was saying, oh, how do you do this with your hip? And I was like, oh, my head can't ever get my hip to do that and show me your grip and where do you toss it? And then I hit one, like, you know, not like his, but just like same spot, the same way he told me. And I went, <laughs> and then there were like some people there and they, were, they started laughing. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Now imagine with black lipstick on doing that. I see it. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group. 
and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Part of me wants you to teach Venus the green machine cheer, knowing Um, how that ends. Yeah. Intriguing. Intriguing. (laughs) Interest level exceeded. So, Venus, I played for a green soccer team my entire youth soccer career, and uh, we had this cheer that I think is world famous, Um, and so I would make the national team, every time we would sign autographs for a green team or a green team would come walking up, I'd start going, no, 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 nobody messes with the green machine, no, 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 nobody, you have to do it with the shimmy too, even attempts the scene, no, 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 nobody messes with the green machine, cause the green machine is mean, but the most important part is at the end you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what Lynn was thinking of when she saw that. That's awesome. You guys know like, each other well, huh? <laughs> well, and you are wearing camo green right now, so yeah, very like fitting very and serendipitous. <laughs> Lynn, shall we start your game? Let's do it. I think there's going to be a lot of con- competitive fire in I'm going to get game. a, oh, in there, I feel it. Okay, I have a noisemaker. Yes. Most important part of the game. Can you share with us what your noisemaker is, Venus? All I had were keys. That works. <laughs> That's fancy. Jules, what have you got? Wait. My donut noisemaker. As long as you but don't eat not. it. <laughs> Sorry, Harold. Harold's going to go crazy. The rules of this game... Uh, Venus, you are going head-to-head with Julie in a trivia game. There are five questions, best of five wins. Mm. If you think you know the answer, at any point in the question, you can chime in with your keys. Okay, perfect. It's multiple choice, though, if you don't know. Okay, perfect. The theme of this game is, in honor of your beautiful first name, Venus, know the solar system. Oh, Oh, for the love of God! All of these questions are solar system related. Okay. Question one. How many planets are in our solar system? Venus. So Pluto is not a planet anymore. Are we counting that or are we going old school oh knowledge? Oh my God, that's next level. <laughs> I'm not sure I can divulge that. Oh, oh man. Now I don't know. Now I've lost confidence. <laughs> Be confident. How many planets are in the hey, solar system? <laughs> <laughs> how many planets are in the solar system? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it, originally there were nine, as I learned it in school. Is that your answer? That's what I learned in the 80s. But since that time, they said Pluto wasn't a planet. So I think uh, I think there's nine. I'm going to go with nine. Okay, that is, it is incorrect. Eight. Correct. Oh, that's, oh my God, you so, that's so messed that, up. That just does not feel right. I don't want to take credit I know. For well, here, okay. Question two. Follow up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is why. What year was Pluto declassified as a planet? Oh. Redemption. Redemption's coming. A, 1997. 
B, 2000, or C, 2006? Venus. 2006. Correct. How do you know that? I'm a nerd. (laughs) I didn't even know eight or nine, honestly. I was thinking bloody 12. (laughs) (laughs) She's counting Saturn's moons. I was like, I have no damn idea. That's going back to fifth grade. I wanted to be an astronaut. (laughs) It was really hard for me to not help you out there in the first question. I just knew what the second question was. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't mm. sure what the stipulation was, so I know. it's okay. Mm. We're tied. Yeah. One, We're tied. Question one, one. three. Which planet has the highest gravity? Is it A, Uranus, B, Jupiter, or C, Saturn? Mm. Julie. I have no idea, but I'm going with Uranus. Uranus? Because I, like, <laughs> I like to say it. I'm right. Am I right? Incorrect. <gasps> Venus, your options are Jupiter or Saturn. You know, I'm just going to say, Julie, you're definitely team bad guys now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Jupiter as I live in Jupiter. Correct. <sighs> Question four. What is the smallest planet in our solar system? A, Mercury, Mercury, it's hard to say. B, Earth, was that a chime in Venus? Mercury. Correct. Oh, come on! <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to squeak. It's a body roll. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me throw out question five, which is the brightest planet in the solar system? Oh, it's gotta be Venus. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. oh. Good one. Warm and cozy. Oh, that's so good. I'm happy I lost that one because I thought there were 12 planets. <laughs> I mean, don't, I really don't deserve to win that. But what about having your kids taught you anything or not yet? No. Not yet. <laughs> no, but they do say, Mom, you can't say Uranus anymore in school. It's Uranus. I was like, it is not. It's Uranus. <laughs> That's what they say. The teacher won't say Uranus because then I get giggling. <laughs> I am such a child. It really is so sad. It really is. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, most pressing questions. Um, I didn't think I could love you anymore until I found out you spent a lot of quarantine karaokeing. Yes. Oh, damn. Absolutely. What is your go-to karaoke I don't song? have a go-to have to song. I try a new song every time and I have running lists. So when I hear a song, I want to try it. I keep a list in my phone. Today I was in the gym and I was listening to, um, it was a Black Eyed Peas song. Um, running, 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 yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get it started. I thought that would be yeah. fun. Let's get it started in mm-hmm. here. That's a great song. That'll be a great, it's great for the, you know, audience too. So running, that's running, my new running, one. Running. Yes. I don't know if it'll go well. I finish the song and I never do it again if it goes bad. (laughs) How do you know? Who's your audience? Um, I do it at home now. I have my own mics and stuff, but, (laughs) and I have like an app or, you know, all this, I have my little setup going. Oh, I love karaoke. It's so good. What's your go-to? 
Summer loving. Grease. Anything oh, grease. Okay. You're a bad girl. Yeah. I'm bad. Bad boys. Bad girls. Nice. Bad guys. Nice. Would you rather win another Wimbledon singles title or another Olympic gold medal with Serena and you can only choose one? It's one or the other. These are they're very pressing questions. Oh, that's not fair. The doubles is most important to us, so I'm going to choose Wimbledon. <laughs> well, because we won a few, and I love Wimbledon, and the dish has my name on it. <laughs> it's nice. So you're going Wimbledon. That's your final answer. Well, to be honest, I really want the mixed doubles gold, which I was points away from. Mm. Oh, in Rio, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel really proud of my performance. That's the best part. So, yeah. yeah. And I learned a lot from it too. White gold. That's what you call it. Mm. It's white gold, not silver. All right. Last most pre- pressing question. Why did you name your activewear 11? Ah, why did I name activewear 11? Because that's what life is about, right? Pursuing your best self and not not everyone is going to have opportunity to go to the Olympics, but it doesn't mean that you can't pursue your best you. And so that means going past like that 10 and getting to an 11. Oh. And so it doesn't always mean that you're going to win or it's going to work out, but it does mean you left it all out there and you'll learn from it. And then you just get back up and keep going. So oh. Oh, yeah, all about the pursuit of that best self. Yeah. Where did that come yeah. from? That idea? Mom and dad. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Favorite number. I'll snap for that one. Exactly. Uh, And finally, Venus, our high, low cheer, which is something I do around the dinner table with my little monsters, Mm -hmm. my cute monsters. Uh, High of their day, low of their day, and someone they cheer for. For you, we are going to do the high of your career, the low of your career, and the cheer is for someone who's helped you along the way. Mm. So start with your high. Uh, probably the Olympic medals with my sister. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Even though I just chose the Wimbledon title, but <laughs> that was pretty high because I had never dreamed that could happen. I didn't even know like that could happen. And then there it was and suit too special and it happened a few times. So, wow. That was definitely yeah. a high. And then- you have four Olympic golds and one silver and one white gold. It's crazy. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. What is Olympics in the future? For I hope so. 2021? I hope so. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm so much in the moment. And then if that happens, I'll be at that moment. If not, I'll find another moment to be in. You know? <laughs> That's such a good help. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Jeez. God. You were just dropping wisdom bombs left and right. <laughs> so good. Really good. Mm-hmm. low um, of your career low I think the low is when you just everything's out of control because as an athlete you're controlling everything right mind body everything and then when you're hurt or sick and you can't control it and there's just you just can't control it I think that's mm-hmm. that's low you know no hard work or determination can change that what's happening at that moment and you're not used to it and you're like oh jesus mm-hmm. you've had a few of those in your oh career, yeah you? oh yeah yeah and the cheer 
for someone that's helped you along the way or you're grateful for in your career? I'm definitely going to say my sisters collectively. Um, of course, I learned so much from Serena watching her, even from a young age. You know, she's so courageous and fearless and talented. And I learned a lot. She helped me a ton. Without her even knowing it, I just watched and learned. Hmm. And even though I'm the older sister, like there's, there's always something to learn, right? So we've always... I like to believe helped each other. Hopefully she'd say the same about me. And then my other sisters, you know, there's there's always people there for you when you're winning, you know? And I would call them the finals mongers. Oh yeah, if you get to the finals, I'll come. What do you mean? You're gonna come? You, you'll come <laughs> the first round or not? You are not coming, you know, like, <laughs> bye. So uh, those people are always there when the going is, is great. There's only a handful of people mm. who are there when, it's rough times, you're down your luck, you're injured, whatever has happened. And my sister's always there. They're the first ones to hit me and say, you know, you did great. You're wonderful. You're going to do great the next time, the next one, you know, they're always there. And so cheers to my sisters. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Yay, sisters. I'll tell you what, it's just been such a joy to watch you for decades now and to crush it at and all decades, I, the, the longevity of what you've done and the breadth of what you've done and the example you've set for all of us athletes, and I know I speak for a lot of women out there and men, is tremendous. It really is. It's it's something that I always am like, wow, I love that. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak with you and spend time with you. I always feel so upbuilt and just happy after. So Aww. it's been a, a great moment of my day that I was looking forward to all day. And I'm just smiling ear to ear. And we're like soul sisters. I think we have a lot of fun together. Next time we're going to wear our lipstick too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to hit that follow button on Instagram too. So. <laughs> oh, question yeah. have you played pickleball follow julie i haven't you know and we were talking about this the other day um wait i'm, I'm hitting follow like literally there you are hi oh you already hi. followed me you're like about time <laughs> come on venus whoops sorry um but don't no. check instagram <laughs> i wouldn't you, know you're not doing too bad you're not doing too bad um no more racket sports for me. It's exhausting. So yeah, that's the <laughs> Can summary. Can you imagine though if you two just cruised out on the pickleball court and just be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, in your face. They're like, "You're breaking the rules, ma'am." I don't care, bad guys. <laughs> I'm gonna so use that. Bad guys, one zero. That's me, bitches. <laughs> She said, I don't know if you caught it, Lynn, mm -hmm. that I was her soul sister. <laughs> yes. I'm going to add that to the top of my bio. Venus and soul sister. Aww. She was a fun hang. She was a good time. I know. That giggle. So good. That laugh. Mm. What were your takeaways, Lynn? I was very impressed by your astronomy knowledge. <laughs> God. 12 planets? Uh, so embarrassing. Can't believe I say that out loud, those things. Why do I say those things out loud? Why don't I pretend that I'm brilliant? It makes you so very easier. relatable, Julie. Was that your takeaway? That was one of them. My other one is live life at 11. One louder mm. than 10. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That was good. The name of her company, Eleven. Really good. All right. My takeaway was I continue to be in awe about Venus having the foresight and wisdom to know at an early age it's not all about your sport. It's not all about tennis, which I think I tried to get this out of her, but unsuccessfully. She's like, I haven't really thought about it that way. I think that's why she's played for so long and been able to be so successful because of that mindset. That's not what you do, right? It's who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you do. It's who you are. Okay. Mm. Um, and when we asked her about the Olympics this summer, her response, I'm so in the moment. If that happens, I'll be at that moment. If mm-hmm. not, I'll find another moment. Talk yeah. about being where your feet are, yeah. which we always talk about. Be here now. Be here now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so good. All right, what do we got for this week's questions permitted? This is from at young Kayla on Twitter. Kayla's question is, what is the soundtrack to your life for both Lynn and Julie? Oh, God. I think I need a little heads up on this one. I know we don't do heads up on question permitted. You said you, you like to do them off the top life. of your head, so here you go. <laughs> soundtrack to I I did have a chance to think about it if you'd like me to go first. Yes, please. Uh for me 90s music. I love 90s music. That's my mm. that's my era. In fact, lately I've been listening to a 90s mix while I work out and it just takes me back. And I think that's the beauty of music is that you hear a song and it takes you right back to whatever that moment in your life was when you had the imprinted mm. experience of that song. Another song I've been I've been really enjoying lately since Easter is "Lovely Day" by Bill Withers. Mm, that's such a good song. Oh, I've been listening. Lovely listen- day. Yeah, I've Lovely listened to it day. almost every day for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, love music. A lovely day. I don't know why I feel the need to always sing it, but I I just must. Okay. Um. On that note. I don't know what this says about me as mm-hmm. well, but I would like to live my life to the soundtrack of Sound of Music. Oh, that's a good the one. The hills are alive with the sound of music. How do you solve a problem like Julie? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Great soundtrack. Love me some Julie Andrews. Uh, oh, and you know what? My last one, now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. my favorite song, perhaps, of all time. You know where I'm going with this. Yep. Do you know where I'm going with this? I think so. Indigo Girls, mm-hmm. Watershed. Mm-hmm. I never got to get that out in the Abby episode when we talked about Indigo Girls, that my all-time favorite Indigo Girls song is Watershed. Julie, I watershed. intentionally asked that most pressing to set you up for that moment. Oh, gosh, and it took me a while to get there, but I got there. I got there. You got there how many episodes later in the close of a show? Well, that's a great example of I will always associate that song with you, and you introduced Mm -hmm. me to that song at Thanksgiving. So whenever that Mm -hmm. song pops on, I go right back to that moment of watching you have your moment of wherever you went with the song. Go ahead, sing, <laughs> definitely sing a few bars. Let's hear it. I <laughs> cut you off. It. They're like, good Lord, enough <laughs> of Julie singing. Go Come ahead, on. go ahead. 
Oh, standing at the fork in the road. You can stand there and agonize till your agony's your heaviest load. Oh, so good. Okay, this is yeah. I'm gonna meet. To... I'm gonna meet Emily and Amy one day. I'm just gonna put that out there because so for some of our dope village, if you know the Indigo Girls, just tell them I like them a lot. Well. Okay. Glennon Doyle, she appears to have a I connection. Know. I do have some friends that know them as well, but I just, it's got to be more organic, natural. Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't want to push it. I don't want to seem weirdly stalking them. That's weird. Okay. But I kind of am, let's be honest. Uh, I was just going to go to another story, but I'm not. That does it for another episode of Laughter Well, now you per- have to permitted. tell the story. <laughs> I think I have. Is it when, when you I were stalked in, Sweden? Them in Sweden? <laughs> yeah, I think I have. <laughs> and we literally like started pounding or screaming to them from outside their like trailer. <laughs> we're from America. Come say hi. So desperate. Really below me. So you're trying to play it cool now. I don't do that. I don't do that about with anyone, as you know. I never get starstruck. And mm. I was like, oh my god, Amy and Emily. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That does it for another episode. Thank you to our dope village for spending this time with us. And wherever you are right now, know how much we appreciate you. Yep. I want to give a special shout out. Before we end this, to our friends at Cliff Bar, whoop, whoop, who we adore and who helped set up this interview with Venus. Yet another example of women supporting women. So thank you, Brooke. And with that in mind, thank you to our sponsors, Ally Bank and Dick Sporting Goods. And be sure to check out Kate Diaz's music. She wrote and composed our theme song. She's rad as well. And as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. Ma'am, I don't care. Bad guys. Hey there, Dope Village. I wanted to remind you about the best NFL podcast around. The Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny. Every week, the brilliant Mina Kimes tackles the biggest NFL topics with precise analysis and, of course, signature wit. You can find the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny, that's her dog, by the way, wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out. Baseball's back, and so are your favorite teams and players. Catch the best of the bigs all season long on ESPN Plus with over 170 live MLB games featuring every star and every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com baseball.